Welcome to a wild weird. Oh, did she really? It's bad. You're like, man, she from she from Lake Oswego. She's like, I don't know. Like, she, I know, I'm going to ask her what she about, though. <laughs> Pull your mic closer, Doug. Come on. I'm trying to play out. I'm trying to find out, man. Hey, she thick, too. <laughs> anyway. I'm not going to throw her out, but she she's a very specific woman that is helping you possibly sell your house. And you're like, I want to know what she about, man. Yeah, I'm trying to find out. I'm trying to see what. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> yeah, Hold not? up. So, is there a, a woman with a job that you'd be like, necessarily? So, you're like, man, she sells real estate. No, nah, it's not like this. You got to look at it this way. Uh, it's plenty of pretty women, but what is going to set her apart from the rest of them? You know what I'm saying? So You're like, can what, she pay her own bills yeah, and not yeah, need yeah, me? Yeah, you got to look at you got to look at it that way cuz honestly, man, like if if For you, real. It's 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 almost like a business proposition, but but she's pretty. So Relationships you, are a proposition it, and they do involve money. It does. So I totally get that. No, for real. Like, hey, if she look all right, and she got a good head on her shoulders. Yeah, like she look all right. And, <laughs> yeah. and she's not fucking jacked up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> jacked up from the neck up, you know? Fuck. Yeah, it went like that or something. But She yeah. wasn't a bad-looking woman. Nah, it's pretty, dude. She looked good, man. I'm like, man, she got a little conversation. Then I'm be, I might be on my way, you know? Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I say, hey, look, I know you live out of Lake O, but, you know. So, with this... With this chick, what do you think? What was the last, like, so how is the ladies working for you, Jordan? Ladies are just fine, man. I just got to go find one that's worthwhile because I got more to lose. Yeah. I mean, if I'm just looking for a pretty face, I can go get that now. But if either, I always say is either I can chill with you or I'm going to build with you. It's it's either or. You know what I'm saying? You can do both. If you want a chick just to chill with, you can choose that. That, that woman, you know? No, that's that's fair. No, that's fair. You can do both. But if you can chill with her and build with her and she's like your best friend and she got your back, you're straight. I like, get that. Yeah, you're, you you can't ask for much. I, I don't yep. I don't mess with many people, dude. I, I come out here to kick with you, man, because, you know, hey, you've been my butts for forever yeah. <laughs> since I can remember. So, you know, no, I get your that. family is mutual. You're you looking know? for something very specific. Specific, and that, you know? And, like, you're at that stage of your life. Yeah, man, because I already got it. <laughs> I already got it. So I'm just like, shit, do I want you a part of it now? Uh, what What you need to do, Jordan, is you need to find a woman who would just be satisfied with a man having a job, right? Because she'd be like, when you say, hey, I own my own house, and I can take care of myself, that's a double plus for them, right? Yeah, it's she- like moving to, it's like going to, like, the Philippines and finding a woman that, like, lives in, like, a tent. No, I feel But it. takes showers with her dad. No, I And she's no. like 22 years old. And you're like. I got my own bathtub. Like, you I'm know? not a full bad. I'm not a fat, bald, white guy. And I have a house. And you're, you can have your own bathroom. Yeah, you can have it, too. You know, you just got to take care of it. She me, can barely you know? speak English, which means she can only argue with you in so many ways. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and you can make that work. Yeah, it'll work out. And you tell your mom, like, this is fucking. Kalila, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that reminds me of a story, but oh. you know, we're going to keep that one out. But I, 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 it's funny because I talked to Selena and I, I have conversations with her. 
yeah. where I'm like, man, if we got divorced in like our late sixties, like if I was like sixty in my sixties, seventies, <laughs> no. I was rich, I was like, I'm going for like a forty, thirty year old woman. There you go. Barely speak English, uh-huh. and just wants my money. And we and you know it too, but That's you, it. would you? you I'm don't... not ready for that now. No, but like when I'm an old man, just give me the chick that can barely speak English that just wants to spend my money, right? And then occasionally gives me the rub down. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with That's it. That's a second wife material right there. Right, just bare minimum dummy. Yeah, hot and dumb. That's yeah. all I want. That's all I need right That's now. All I want, dude, is just a hot, yeah. a hot dummy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, she's like why the sky blue that's okay yeah you're like that's all right you're hot you're hot <laughs> you're a beautiful woman you're beautiful you can barely fucking buy soap but whatever <laughs> girl we just gonna roll with it god man like i don't know like i feel if you if that's what you wanted like, wouldn't you just want that by now? Like, I think that you just enjoy being single, and that's okay. No, it's like I enjoy being single, but I like certain company around me. It has to be, it has to be particular type of people around. Nobody me. likes jacking it as much. I get that. Nah, I it's... think like for you, I don't know. Like, do you want the female companionship physically? Like, do you prefer the the physical companionship, and you feel like the relationship and everything else comes along with it and you feel like, oh, I have to put up with that. Like, what would you prefer? Do you prefer the relationship or do you just want physical companionship? Because nothing's wrong with just wanting physical companionship. Well, everyone has their needs, right? So, but what I do have to say is like companionship is always good because honestly, humans are not necessarily supposed to be by themselves. But the thing is, being by myself, I enjoy my time. I'm never really lonely necessarily. Yeah, I get that. But that's where it comes in with that good company. You know what I'm saying? Because you're at peace either way if they're there or not. You yeah. know what I'm saying? No, I get so, that. So not necessarily. I mean, it has to be a particular type woman, but I think I always have the bar so high. And I think the reason I do is because, one, I know I deserve it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm solid, and that's just what it is. And I know that from – Day one, that's why I don't fuck with too many people. For real, I get for that. real. Like I'll come out here and you know kick it with you and stuff, you know, because hey, you even my boy since you know since the beginning of time, man. It's been that, since first grade. Homie. Since first grade, you know. So guys, we're saying since first grade, <clears throat> and we're almost middle aged men now. Right. Yeah, and we're know? still we're still hey, like nothing ever changed, you know. But we're not even close to being middle aged. We're thirty. Yeah, we we thirty. Yeah. We got about fifteen more years. So a couple we're more years. But, I don't know, man. I feel, what, I don't know. Like, if I was going to, how how do you, when you think about the type of woman that you want, where do you think you would find it? I would have found her probably in the um, earlier stages in life. Yeah, but Where? That's what I'm saying. Like that's tough. Yeah, that's very tough to say to say where because you never really know. If you ain't looking for it, you it might be when I walk out your door tonight. Tonight it might be at the supermarket. It might be when I'm at work. Yeah, where it could be anywhere. You it know what I'm saying? Be anywhere. And the thing is, it's like, what's the definition of the one? Is that is the one that person that's willing to put up with you on your worst days? The one that's willing to pick up the slack? 
the one that's to hold you down. Like for real, like yeah, you, you got the definition and everything is is different for everyone else. Exactly. You know, so it's a broad statement. Yeah, it is because like I don't know, like when when I hear people like because I have I have friends that I know, right? Like other than you that are like you know they want the they want kind of the same thing, but I don't know if that's what they really want right i think everybody kind of wants the convenience of companionship and like what comes along with it but then like their actions say otherwise where they're not like like out of a friend i have a i had a, I have a friend that was full-on like who he used to be married and then he got divorced and yeah, it was, a, it was a traumatic divorce it yeah was like, well, fuck up kids it, it destroyed this guy and yeah. he never thought that he was gonna love again he never thought he was going to be in another relationship. He gave up on relationships. And we had the conversation multiple times where uh, I'm like, is this like, is this what you want? Oh, no. I think I'll just be by myself with my dogs. Like, he's got he's a big dog lover guy, right? All right. But, you know, and then he's like, then ironically and coincidentally, he was at a dog park with his dogs. Mm-hmm. And he, he met a woman there. Right. And this woman changed everything for this guy. Yeah. Like, got a good one on like yeah. literally just like something sparked and he was kind of skeptical because the first stage is to be like, well, I felt this way for so long. I don't know if this is too good to be true. Um, Is this real? Is this just, am I imagining the feeling? Because, you know, it's a two way street. So you don't know, like, am I just thinking this? How do I know she feels the same way? And. Um, you don't really know how to analyze it because you don't want to put a lot of stake into something that you think might they might not reciprocate. They might not feel the same way. Well, she ended up feeling the same way. Right. right? So they right. started hanging out more. They started it started with him just seeing her more regularly at the park. And then it built into something where like they're hanging out every day. Um, she is of a different religion, which kind of makes it a little bit more difficult, right? Like right. she is a Jehovah's Witness, he is not. So it kind of makes you have to walk a line. There are things that you can't do when you're of that religion that mm-hmm. you can't do until marriage, right? Yeah. So, and this fellow is getting married. And I can't judge because I have, I married my wife six months into our relationship. And we've been married for six years and we're happily married. There you go. You know, so See? I mean, circumstantial, it is what it worked. Right. And so this guy went from, Kind of like super skeptical of relationships in general. Right. Vowed that he was never going to do it again. Then circumstantially meets a woman. And now he's proposing to her this week. And I am one of his groomsmen. And I'm going to be at his wedding. That's dope. Right? Yeah. I'm one of two groomsmen. That's just cool, me and another guy. And I'm the friend. I'm friends with the other guy. And I'm not going to say his name. But uh, mm-hmm. and it's a very private and personal thing for him. But... It's it's really nice to see, because I told him this multiple times. We've had this conversation where I was like, "Hey, dude, like, you told me multiple times this would never happen and that you can never love again." And I told you it's gonna hit you when you least expect it. Right. And it hit him when it least expected. And now he's gonna propose to him about the ring and everything. He's he's going deep. He's in, in it. it. Yeah. Second going. second marriage, and he he stated to me multiple times the difference of how. This relationship makes him feel right compared to his previous relationship, with, which was kind of built out of like maybe to convenience and a little bit of like insecurity. But 
it's nice to see somebody where you could see how just one person. I, I haven't even like I'm his groomsman to his wedding. I'm one of his groomsmen, and I haven't even met his potential wife. Yeah. And so like the fact that this woman has making the, like the shift of his energy, the shift of his mentality, the shift of his happiness went from being like just like this this did everything for him. And just seeing the shift in this guy, his demeanor shows you like I don't even need to know this chick. And I know that she's the right person for me. Yeah, you know how she's much special. it just affected yeah. him. Right. And it's beautiful. And I think I'm not one to be able to say, hey, everything will work out. It'll happen when you least expect it because it's different for everybody. There are, there are people that got married or people had professional careers, got married in their late 40s, had kids in their late 40s. That's not ideal for me, honestly. I don't want to be an old dad. But like some people, it happened. No. And they're more than happy with it. it. And it's when it was supposed to happen. And in your situation, like – I think there's a part, maybe a social pressure, a family pressure that makes you think that this is what you're supposed to do right now because of your age. But um, if this was something you really wanted to do, you would pursue it to the biggest extent. Yeah, to the fullest extent. But I, I don't know. Like, how do you do? You feel like this is something you want right now, or what do you feel like you think you need? You know, it's like this: <clears throat> family. Is everything to me, man. That's that's the foundation on a lot of things. Some people have better relationships with their family or not. Yeah, I have a very very good relationship with my family. And the thing is, but the, what does your family have to do with this relationship, though? Is it like a pressure to feel like I need to have a family and do this before my parents reach? Is this all due to like a timeline? You know, you could say a timeline because you know my parents are are getting older. You know, and my dad told me one time and. He said, son, you know, I'm getting to that age now where, you know, I'm getting a little more tired now. And that really hit me, man. I was like, damn. Dude, we're in our 30s and we're tired. Your dad's almost in his 80s. Yeah. He's twice our age. Yeah. I can see how tired he would be. He's tired. But you shouldn't apply this to a timeline of, like, your relationship. I, I, it's I, hard, though. I get it. I, well, it's yeah. Really, it's you know, because my dad's like, man, you know, I'd, I'd love to, you know, have your little one bounce him on my knee and stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, and, and of course, that goes through my head and stuff, but I also saw different situations with either friends or whoever associates. Well, let's think of this. You had a family member who got married and your parents got to experience that for a little bit. Right. And it didn't work out. Right. Right. But you also got like something great out of it where you're like, well, they got a, they got like a grandchild out of it. They got all the, all these other things, but like, like it just didn't work out. Right. So let's say in your scenario, where there is a kind of like a pressure. It's not not something that is en- like it's obviously not enough to force something that's not meant to happen. You're like, oh, I gotta, I want to do this for my parents, but I don't have enough time to be able to do it or stuff like that. This yeah. shit crosses your mind, right? Yeah. So it's like, well. but usually, if people force those scenarios, it's doesn't work out well because you kind of think of it as like. It's like I got to fit things within a timeline. And and what I've learned is like – or learned to accept. It's like watching it happen to other people, especially when that's the last thing they wanted. Like if you knew this guy, this marriage was the last thing this guy wanted a year ago, right? Right. Last thing he wanted. At least that's what he stated. No, love was not. Love was not on this guy's fucking list of things that he wanted. But it happened. Yeah. And then once it once it progressed, he realized like 
I don't want anything but this. Right. And then it got to the point where I talked to him, like, what do you guys think of kids? Is that Because he used to tell me all the time that kids were the last thing that he wanted because he was convinced that he, he thought he was going to be a bad father or a repeat of the behavior that he got from his father, et cetera. Right. And now that weighs his mind, like, oh, I actually might want this from this, this chick. And I'm like, okay, so that's what happens. It's like that sometimes life circumstance hits you. And the things that you thought you wanted, that you convinced yourself that you wanted, is not what you actually want. Right. And and it changes everything. It changes your entire future plan of what you think your life is going to be like or what you want your life to be like. And I don't think anybody should feel social pressure, family pressure to do anything or to progress a process that is unnatural. Where I feel like for you, you're more of a financial position. Nobody's ever in a great position to get married. Never. I get there are people that want to save some money and have the type of wedding that they want to have. <clears throat> I'm not one to judge anything because I my wedding cost $600 and it was fairly cheap. Like it was a it was we might have well got might as well gotten married in a courtroom. Mm-hmm. But we got married in my brother's backyard. Yeah, that was it. You know, and you were there, you're my best man. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. a very simplistic wedding that I didn't pay for most of it. Most mm. other people did. Right. And you know what happened at the end of my wedding night? Mm. That we went back to my apartment that I shared with my roommate, my friend Riley, mm. that you met, that was one of my groomsmen, and mm. we just sat there and bullshitted. And then about twenty minutes later after we bullshitted from coming back from the wedding at like seven o'clock at night, mm. Riley went and played some video games on his computer and I went and had sex with my wife in my bedroom like I normally do. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because we were bored and <laughs> nothing else. Yeah, to do. Yeah. We're like, Hey, we're married now. Well, you know, let's do let's it. celebrate. Yeah, celebrate. You know, <laughs> you know, and like that's what happened. And at the end of the day, I'm like, well, we could have gotten married in a courtroom, mm-hmm. and told my friends about it or some family members, and come back to my apartment. Right. The but, day after that, it just progressed to be a normal day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why did I stress about this for six months on plan? Why did I stress about this for the next like five to six months and on the planning? And what we're gonna have for food, yeah. and who's gonna be there, and how many people we're gonna have. Mm-hmm. So I was like, at the end, it was just like, oh, well, we could have just not spent that money. And hey, Jordan, bought some so fucking Thai food. You want to promote? And for uh, a few weeks, you know. But that's that's how it is. And I think for you, I think things will work out fairly well for you if you just don't think about it as much. No, I feel that it's uh, that's that's very good. Um, definitely, I always take advice. Right? You know, words of wisdom, but yeah, I don't, I don't stress it too much. But the thing is, me, I think so much of myself. Always want to be the best version. I always want to be that one next step ahead. But the thing is, do you think of like meeting a woman and getting married as like a just the next stage? Yeah, it's like a next stage and stuff, and then because, dude, I already know I'd be a good dad. Like I, I think you would, dude. I would. I enjoy my nieces. Like I just think like approaching this next stage of life towards your like your future relationship, future marriage is a lot of pressure to put on yourself and the other person. Yeah, you know, you know, I I don't know. I think you should just like. For me, I, 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 you know, I'm 31 years old, married, but I still feel like I suck at communicating with people. If I were you, I'd just be like. Why don't I just open up more and communicate with others? Because that's how you're going to open up that line of communication for a relationship and a, a friendship or something. Yeah. Like, just think of it as like, hey, man, I would like to get married one day. I'm open to it. Right. But keep that thought open and that kind of like mindset open and it'll gravitate towards you. And also, no, it's I see like, it. you meet a chick and you like, and you're like, well, 
instead of thinking, I really like this chick, I'm going to make her my future wife, that think of like, well, let me just talk to her and be around her. And you'll sense it. Because I think how you view the type of woman that you want to be with, like, if you meet this chick whenever you do, I think you'll just be like, I don't give a shit what we fucking do. I just want to be around her. Yeah, dude. It's uh, you. You gonna gravitate towards her. You'll yeah. you'll deal with the most amount of shittiness just to be around her. Yeah, dude. Because once you, once you get to that point with a woman, man, it's 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 different. Because it's not like any other woman that you came across. You know, yeah. But she she can make you tick in a certain different way. You look at her and it's like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I made the right decision because me, it's like I don't want to slow down. And I feel like I'm doing pretty good in life, but I always want to do better in life. But the thing is, I'm always stressing. I always have to have a fucking finish line because I don't have a finish line. Then I'll never finish. I I got to say, hey, Jordan, it's okay, man, to be right here where you're at. And yeah, well, just think about that. Think of like, do you have acceptance of where you're at right now? Yeah, man. What's so crazy? I said I wanted a house before I was 30 years old, bro. And that was like a birthday present to me, you know? And God, it still hits me till this day, man. Every time I just walk in the door, I'm like, wow, this is mine. And I told myself when I finally made it, I'm going to take a picture of the ceiling. I'm just laying this on, on the ground or bed or whatever at that time. I just take a picture of the ceiling. And it just kind of symbolized I made it. This is mine. This is my. This is my place. You know, and so now I'm. So once you got to that point where you're like, "This is my place," right? It's my humble abode. Yeah, this, this is, is my home. Think this is my shit. And like, you, you sink in, and you're in it with you. Right. right. There's nobody else there with you. Yeah. And then you're like, "Wow, I want somebody to share it with now." Pretty much. Completely natural. Yeah, dude. Because I've been doing it for like shit, almost two, three years now. Yeah. Like just by myself doing it. And it's enjoyable, but I was like, hey, I want someone else to enjoy this too. You know what I'm saying? Um, you could say enjoy the fruits of my labor, but whatever woman I'm bringing into part of part of my team, like she's helping me and I'm helping her. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. she don't have to worry about a whole lot of things, but you got to give some women credit because everyone's saying, oh, I'm so independent. I can do it by myself. Well, fuck! I can do anything by myself, and that's some. That's my mindset. I, I, I'm gonna die fucking trying. Like every fucking day, I wake up. I feel like doing shit. I remember working two jobs. I know a lot of people work two jobs. I'm barely eating. I'm barely sleeping. Fool. And I'm. St- I I can barely roll out of the bed because I was so fucking tired. I feel you. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, yeah. And I'm like, I. And once I went through that. I said I'm gonna be successful in anything. Like, I you gotta do. make it worth it. I, I gotta wake up in the morning and be like, "Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this?" Like shit? I'll wake up in the morning. Like I totally get that because, like you know, I think that's everybody though. It's like it's like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I'm so tired after sleeping like four hours, and I'm like, and I, I want to go back to sleep, but I can't. Right. And I'm like, I gotta get up because Selena's going to work. Mm-hmm. Then I gotta be up the entire day. Hopefully. Hopefully, maybe pull off a nap. Yeah, if, quick if, one. Yeah. If the baby goes to sleep, right. quick, brief, which yeah. will happen instantaneous. Because if he goes to sleep, my eyes will close and I'll knock out, and then I'll wake up whenever he wakes up, mm-hmm. which is usually within an hour. Right. So I get like, that well, hour in. The hour helps a little bit. Right. 
and we'll go from here. But then I'll be like, yeah, what's then you're like, I got to keep going. I I have I got I can't like in my mind. I'm like, well, it's not just me. I gotta do right. it for my boys. I gotta do it for my lady. I gotta do it for myself. And plus, I got a podcast to do. <laughs> That's right. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I gotta feed my fucking dogs and my cats. I got a lot of people outside my species relying on me. You know, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, and every person does this. And life's right. just the thing that's like, it's like. Every but it's like everything is expecting you to maintain this. Like anything, like to expect somebody in this time, twenty twenty two, with the shit our country is going through right now, A lot. expecting somebody <laughs> to take care of themselves and be able to fully sustain themselves, is a big ask. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a lot, you know. Yeah, dude. You know it's real. When you I think start- I'm only where I am because of how when I was born. Circumstantially, no, like we were like, I, I was that. born in nineteen. We were born nineteen ninety one, nineteen ninety. Yep. If we were born two or three years later, mm-hmm. uh, even a year later, our life's gonna be dramatically more exhausting. Very, very true. Just based on that one year delay, mm-hmm. and and being where I am now, like, oh, I'm thirty one years old. I know we all know thirty year olds, thirty one year olds, and people around our age that aren't doing great. Dang. Yeah, there are people that are thirty one years old. 30 years old, don't have what we have, but are happy and are completely cool with whatever they're doing. Yeah. It's yeah. it's part of the world. I just think with, with for us, I think we have a lot to be thankful for. Even though you feel like you want something and it'll happen. It'll happen when you least expect it. Yeah. It's not going to happen when you want. It never happens Never when you want it to happen. There were so many times I wanted a relationship and a marriage and children, and it never happened or didn't it didn't work out with the person I wanted it to happen with the most, and and it and that was fine because when I met the person that it was supposed to happen with, it seemed fully natural and it just happened. No, I there, feel it. There was motivation inspired because I knew I wanted to be with this person and I did the things I had to do to to gain what I wanted. And it worked out, but everybody's story is different. If you, who knows when this will happen? Who knows if me and Selena will be together forever? You know, five years from now, we can get divorced and our lives go a completely different route. We don't know. We yeah. don't know what the future is. Yeah, you don't know what life has in store for you. Yeah. You don't. So. Hey, guys, this is Greg. Just giving you a friendly reminder to follow us on Instagram at the Wild Weird. At YouTube, at The Wild Weird. Basically every single social media site, The Wild Weird. Really appreciate everybody who's liked and subscribed so far. To everybody new, hit that ring notification button. And you'll get notified as soon as new episodes come out. Thank you. There's guys you see every day. I don't even seek them out. Like, I can be on Instagram and something of Kevin Hart pops up. I'm like, if this short little motherfucker can make it big, then anybody can. He's like the, he's like the short version of The Rock. Right. You know, like... The Rock, you're kind of like, you're a big dude. You were like this iconic wrestler that everybody loved. Right. And then the weird thing is, because I remember him as The Rock, you know, like with the bull, his logo, him on that level with like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. He was up there. He yeah. was up there. He got to that point. But he wasn't always there. Like he was 
he was I forgot he went by Rocky 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 yeah. his last name right and he was like fully like Hawaiian tribal design he was a completely different character and then probably adjusted his brand as he went by you know so like he he had the curly hair he was kind of chunky kind of chubbier he's a strong guy but he was just younger and he didn't look like how we see him now but you know the rock that I remember is like the legendary towards the middle and end of his career when he was like the, like the heavyweight champ and you know, he was the, do you smell what the rock is cooking? cooking. Yeah. The people's elbow, mm-hmm. you know, that guy. Because that's when he became, like, the charismatic guy that everybody loved. Right. And so when I see those guys, I'm like, well, the, they tell you, like, their actions tell you straight up what it takes. Right? Like, you wake up each day, and you put in the work. Right. You outwork every, because everybody's trying to get the same thing that you want. Right. Who wants it bad enough? Yeah. There's somebody out there that wants the money, they want the notoriety, they want the success, and they want the power. And what you have to do is that you're already aware that people are doing that. Right. You have to outwork everybody. That's exhausting. Very. And they're, everybody's aware that it's tiring. It's no, it's no different than go, like, it's like going to the gym and you're on the treadmill, right? It's like, or going to the gym and you're doing something that you don't want to do. You're like, fuck, I don't want to go to the gym today. I don't want to run today. I don't want to lift today. But you force yourself there. And then once you're in it, the high kicks in. You know, like when you're like, you get that dopamine rush of Mm -hmm. like lifting and you're like, oh, okay, shit's on right now. You got the right song on your playlist. You got your energy up. And then that moment, you're like, I'm glad I did this. Right. And that's what separates the men from the fucking boys. Is that whoever's willing to put in the work, and there's no shortcuts around it. If you want to be successful, and you want to do something that uh, is impactful, you have to just work. It's inevitable. There's always going to be somebody out there that's trying to take your spot mm-hmm. or outwork you, right? Yeah, it's always going to be someone trying to outwork you, but you got to outwork yourself every day. You got to push yourself. I'm like, yeah, I'm competing with myself every day, and that's that's hard enough because I'm never necessarily satisfied, but I appreciate the things that I have. So, but I'm always trying to become better, you know. So it's like, but now lately I've been trying to say, hey man, you know what, Jordan, you're doing all right. Like you're doing all right. You're doing good. You you're doing better than most, but you know we're not in like the worst scenario. No, like I, that's no, the thing. I I try not to use that mentality as a crutch to kind of allow me to stop working or pushing myself. But to give you that perspective of like, hey, I, you know, when I seem stressed out or like, fuck, something didn't go my way, mm-hmm. it could always be worse. Always. You know, we always. see it every day. It's unavoidable. You can be driving to work, driving down the street, and you're like, you see somebody in a worse situation than you. It's just obvious. Yeah, you see somebody on the bad. street. So it's yeah. like, I'm not there. And, the mentality that you have so far is what keeps you from being there and puts you where you're at now. But if you want more than what you currently have, you have to think in the way that those people do that are successful. And I forgot the expression, but it's like it's like opportunity is where luck and preparation meet. I think that's where it yeah, is. Like some along them lines, it's a right. lot of luck. Right. But you can be hit with that opportunity and not be prepared for it because you never wor- you never put in the work. And then it it does it fucking fails. It collapses on it because you did not rise to the occasion 
and you didn't put in that work that was necessary to kind of take advantage of that situation opportunity. Right. And that's when the hard work comes in handy because you're not going to, you're not going to always get a good opportunity or an opportunity at all. That's why they're opportunities. That's why they're called opportunities. Right. But like once, when you are working each day to put in that effort to fucking kick your ass every single day to motivate yourself and, you know, and just kind of level up in your own life, that that's, that's when you're kind of like, okay, like that's what kind of pushes you past that hump. And I don't know. I just, it's really hard, but that's why it's hard because if it was easy, everybody would be fucking doing it. Right. 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 So it's like, I don't know. It's like, I, one thing that I've been actively working to get over is for a long period of my life, I was, I'm constantly worried about like what other people are thinking of me. And then you hear somebody say, Hey, everybody else has got so much shit going on. They're not worried about you. Yeah, trust. Me. And it's... like, then you're like, okay, yeah, that's very narcissistic of me to even think that. But like, that's like a men's, that's like a mentality. I feel like that some people develop like early on in their life. And you're like, because when you're in high school, you're like, oh, if people think so, I'm gonna have to deal with the shit when I go to school. Right. And I'm gonna deal with the shit when I go to work. And it seems so relevant at that time. But then when you're 30 years old and that hits you, you're like, oh, nobody gives a fuck what I'm doing. I can post something about the show. I can post something about my family. People might like it. Hit with a heart emoji, thumbs up emoji, but that's really it. People genuinely, ten minutes, like most of the time, ten minutes later, aren't going to be thinking about it. They're going to be moving on to the next thing that they do, right? Right. And I mean, I think that's what makes it really hard for like podcasts and YouTube influencers that there's that constant struggle to be relevant. You know, like, what are they talking about? Are they talking about news? Mm-hmm. And they talk, are they talking about current events, news, what's going on in the current day? And as a podcaster who doesn't like talking about current events because I don't want to consume myself. And I want to I talk about things that I like and things that I enjoy, things I find interesting, and then see what happens, right? Like, dude, do you, uh, do you ever listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience? Yeah, definitely. So he was... He did an interview recently with this guy that's, uh, I think his name is Michio Kaku. Shout out, Michio. He's the guy from, like, Ancient Aliens that would talk about ancient astronaut theorists. Mm-hmm. And he said something profound to me that's, like, and uh, that was very interesting about the three stages of human evolution, right? How there's stage one, stage two, and stage three. And technically, right now, we're at point seven. We're not even at the first stage yet. So what puts us at stage one is when humanity is capable of controlling the web, right? We're almost there because what are we going through right now? We're going through climate change. I think that's inevitable. And that's about a, between now to about 100 years from now where we are capable of controlling active volcanoes, manipulating the weather, and natural disasters to benefit us. That's about 100 years from now. Stage two is, I believe, intergalactic travel when you leave Earth, right? And we're working on that too. You got Elon and SpaceX trying to go to Mars and do their whole thing, right? When we get out into space and we start utilizing resources outside of Earth. That's stage two. That's about, uh, what do they say, about a thousand years from now, right? So we're pretty far from that. When we're like regularly in space, using space to 
help our living situation. We're on Mars. We're outside of Earth. Humans are exploring the galaxy. We're in our, we're leaving Earth. Stage three is 100,000 years from now, where you're intergalactic. You're spreading the planets. You could travel. You can utilize the energy source of a sun, right? That shit blew my mind. I can't remember the guy that Rogan had on the day at, like, the next episode, but uh, he was, he just wrote a book called The Romance of something, God. The Romance of Complexity or something. Okay. But he said something really interesting about, like, how he believes the universe is extremely complex to the point where it pushes towards innovation and evolution of human humans and of the universe itself. So that the universe think like if the universe operates like in each galaxy, there is a supermassive black hole in the middle of each galaxy. Right. Right. So what the black, you know, the black hole does is take in minerals, gas, different material through the black hole. And then scientists theorize that what the black hole produces is um, another universe, right? On a grand scale, there's billions of suns with like an unlimited amount of planets in black holes. So it's just a constant recycling of universes, creating another universe, creating another universe, and it never ends. And that maybe we live in a universe that has a plethora or an abundance of black holes. Not all universes might have it, but it's just theory. So this whole conversation of just theories, who knows if it's true or not. It's just what scientists are, some scientists believe might be what's going on in our universe. Hearing something like that made me think to myself, oh, well, if that is the case, why do I take everything so fucking serious? If everything is so expansive, and maybe the whole point of my existence is, or any human's existence, is to evolve and push the progression of humanity to expand the universe. Because, like, and he said something that was fucking profound, blew my mind. Because, like, you know, think about it, but, like, we're all made up of materials from the universe. Gases, different atoms, different things. That, it's like, the universe is constantly trying to build certain evolutionary thinkers and processes to observe itself. Think of like the universe is just constantly building the best, smartest possible things to make itself or produce more universe. That if it benefits the universe, we only exist because of the materials that the universe can provide. That the fact that the things that we say and the things that we do are created by elements of the universe and our solar system and planets and stars and the decisions that we make if we ever become a class three civilization, we'll be able to create black holes, possibly, which will create another universe theory. So if that's the case, the universe is just creating observable beings that can observe itself. We're just the universe observing itself and creating more expansive ways for it to expand and create more universe. So I'm like, when you hear something like that, and I'm I'm listening to this while I'm just on the go, right? I'm just like I'm just driving around listening to this. I'm like, well, Greg, you need to stop taking shit so so serious, because there are some people out there actually trying to solve problems and the big grand scale of things, and it doesn't really affect our immediate life because we're still going to be dealing with immediate survival, but we need those problems to solve 
because that's inevitable. It's like it's like yin and yang. Have you ever, remember the yin and yang symbol? Yeah. The two cir- the two black images that white. are circling each other. Right. And the white has a black hole in the middle, and the black has a white hole in the middle. So when you have those things constantly encircling, it's never ending. It's the balance of like bad and good. For hu- like for the universe to grow and for us to grow, we need constant problems to solve. And there will never be a problem. There'll never not be a problem to solve. That's the how everything works, I feel. Right. And I'm like, well, I'm just gonna try to solve problems instead of avoiding problems. So when a problem arises, <laughs> I'm gonna face it with a positive attitude and try to solve some problems. And I have a lot of problems to solve. I gotta not give a shit about some of the problems that I have and solve the ones that I really want. Like, I need to solve to get where I need to be. I don't know, dude. That shit blew my mind. It just made me... I've been thinking about it on and off for the last couple of days of, like... Well, nobody really gives a shit about what you're doing. Some people do, maybe, a little bit. Yeah. But it's brief, and then they move on to something else. Very. I was like, why don't you just sit back and think about shit that you could do to represent yourself right. and yourself personally, and then do that. I feel that that's a good way of looking at solving your problem. That pretty much means this instead of just trying to avoid your problem, you actually take them, you go at them head on. Yeah. Yeah. But not like, not like sit and dwell on things that I think I need to fix about myself that I've yet to fix in 31 years. And just be like, yeah, that's who I am. Let's just, let's do on that. Let it accept that that's a part of you. Right. And then solve problems that come your way that are out of your control. If someone just approaches you, and you're like, let's deal with that, you know? And I think that it just gave me perspective that I, ha- I haven't had in a while. And then I started to feel bad. I'm like, what? fuck, you took things so serious for so long. It's weird to think about, like, letting go of shit that you spent so much energy caring about. Yeah, you're free after you let it go. Yeah, yeah. but then you feel bad. You're like, fuck. Should I not? Should I let go? Because I invested so much time for what and energy. Like I don't know. That's the thing. It's like I invested so much time in like who I think I am as a person or certain faults and trying to fix that. When I'm like, that's just who I am. When it comes like my personality, you know, like that's just who I am. Let's have some acceptance and and like and like like that part of myself. Just realize like that's who I am. It was like there was a long period of time where I just felt 
bad about myself about like the things that I like or the things that I do or say. And they're not harming anybody. But then like you get some criticisms criticisms from some people and it makes you feel bad. And then you're like, oh, should I should I give in? Should I just not do that? Should I should I feel bad about myself and really think that I'm just not worth the time or a piece of shit or something? Very self deprecating, right? No. But no. then at the end of that, it's a, it motivates me. It's like my brain has become addicted to this process that gives me motivation to do shit. And I'm like, I gotta find that motivation without feeling like shit. No, no, that's fair. I'm feeling bad about myself. No. And that's what I'm struggling with now. It's like find motivation. But don't use your like low self esteem and and sadness as a motivation. Because you're not gonna ever get what you think you that you want out of it. And just do the things that you love, not expect anything in return, and just keep doing that. Right. And then overall you'll just feel better, I feel. And I'm working towards that now. But and you know it's funny, I always notice these things when I get done playing basketball. Because like I love playing basketball, but I'm not great at it. Like I'm never gonna be in the NBA. You know, I'm never gonna reach the highest point of success with the sport. Mm. But at the end when I'm done, I'm like, I'm glad I played because I enjoy and love the sport. Mm-hmm. But I'm not willing to be delusional thinking that I can dunk on LeBron. All right. You know, yeah. I know the reality. Reality. But yeah. so but what I love about it is at the end of each basketball or hoop session, I have clarity. Oh, I feel that. And like and it's just like and that release of stress, you know, on top of it. And uh I don't know. I just it's been a weird week. <laughs> it's been a really weird week. Mm, now I feel it weird, and it felt like a just a long week. For it me, has man. been a long Gosh, week, man. Man, it was just killing me, man. The beginning it's, of summer has not been a smooth transition. It hasn't. It hasn't really felt like summer, man, with all this dang rain. No, never has. I think that's another thing too, man. Pushing the, the mood too. The seasons bit. are fucking fucking up the mood. Like our yeah, brain is like, brain. Yeah. our brain thinks that we should feel this way at this time. Right. The weather's not responding. No, that's that's fair. You no. know, and I I like. I'm thinking, like, what is it, June 12th? Yeah, damn. And, well, I mean, it does rain in June sometimes. But we've just had, like, that irregular constant week of rain in a row. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it, you're like, and then it's humid. So you feel, you're already uncomfortable because you don't want it to rain. You're like, fucking rain, go away. It's hot. But then it's hot. And you're like, I got to turn my air conditioner on. And can't go outside because it's raining. So you're like, I want to dress to keep myself from getting wet. But if I put on the jacket, I'm right. gonna be fucking hot, hot and sweaty, and then be driving to my car with my AC on with a sweater on. Right, and I'm AC. like, what the fuck am I doing? I feel so confused right now. Yeah, I know, messy up. I have my AC on today too. <laughs> <laughs> I was rolling here and stuff, man. I, turned on the AC. I put it like it's funny because like if I have to have my AC on now during these days when I'm driving, but it's like on the lowest setting. Right, just you know, it's like at cool. one, and it's like a fill it hit me in the face, no but it's not making here. me cold. And I'm like, what am I fucking doing? Like, what? Come on, weather. Yeah. yeah. Correlate. And Correlate. then you go on the news and you're like, please tell me. Or I'll check on my phone. Please tell me it's going to be at least one day of sunniness next week. Wednesday and Thursday. they're like, oh, we got Wednesday and Thursday, but we don't know what the fuck is going to happen after that. Right. It's up for grabs. <laughs> Shit. And you're like, and then I have family that live in California and, you know, they're dealing with the drought situation down there. They got yeah. like, they're trying, they have to like be uh, aware of how much water they're using and how, like, 
not having their sprinklers on and things like that. Like California's not doing so great with rain. So right. we got we took their rain. Yeah, we got plenty of it. And they're not getting shit. Right. And then you got people in Florida that got like a lot of humidity. Everybody's dealing with weird random weather anomalies, right? Maybe this is what we needed for humans to like make a change. Right, because we're just like we're just annoyed because we're like this is what we expect the weather to be kind of like during the summer, and we're not getting it. Right, there there are people. <laughs> this is the problem that hum- humans have is when they schedule their vacations, and they're like, I can't wait to go to fucking Vegas in mid June. You know, like it's gonna be fun, and then you're like, well, shit, it's fucking raining, and the weather sucks there too. It's ruining everybody's plans. Yeah, and then you have the other annoying things on top of it, like high gas prices. Like, so you got people, like, every time they go to the gas station, you never see, I, I have yet to see, probably for the last month, a happy person at the gas station. You gonna be happy spending $90? <laughs> <laughs> you shit. No, I, I go to the gas station, and, like, I used to be able to fill my, I used to fill my, uh, my car up with, like, $45. Right. And then now it's, like, 60 70 and I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? Right. And then everybody's just sitting there. Or you see a lot of people putting like ten dollars in at a time. You're like, what the Lord's looking to get you? It ain't get you nowhere. Get down you a the gallon street. and a co- like, like not even two gallons. Like this is gonna last you for a day if you got plans. Just do it, man. Just like just just fill your tank up. Just just, just not pay your fucking electric bill this month and put it in your gas yeah, tank. Man, got candles. Yeah, just like just sacrifice. Every time we're going to the gas station now, it's like we're sacrificing a limb. It's oh like you go to put gas in your car, like, well, I'm not fucking eating now for the next week. No, for real, you gotta cut, bro. You gotta make you gotta make these budget cuts every yeah. time you roll up to fucking Chevron, right, dude. Right. And you're like, I'm going there, and you're like, well, normally I would stop in there, maybe grab a Red Bull, mm-hmm. maybe get a snack, maybe a bottle of water. You're like, that's a I gallon can't. right there. You're like, <laughs> I might have to hit Amazon and order me a Brita filter because I can't afford this anymore. Mm-hmm. And this comes from a guy that like quit smoking, and I'm like. I used to be that guy when I went to the gas station, like, give me a pack of smokes. And I was like, that crosses my mind sometimes. But I'm like, I can't even go to the gas station to get a fucking bottle of water. Because I'm like, I have a sink at home. Mm-hmm. And that can be water. It's like shit, shit water. It's just like metal. But I can feel good about that decision. So it's like, there's no happy people at gas stations anymore. Yeah. Which obviously carries on to other, like, to other things. If somebody's like, they have to run errands that day. So they're going to the gas station to get gas. They're getting hit up the grocery store. So now they're miserable at the grocery store. But guess what? Mm-hmm. When you're at the gas station, your kids are in the back seat. All right. You're like, I got my kids in the back seat. They're not being loud back there. I can close my doors and I hear shit from my kids. Go to the grocery store. Now you're irritated at the grocery store. And you're like, I got I just spent sixty dollars on a like a full tank of gas. All I gotta right. drop a hundred dollars or more at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Plus I got my kids. Like, Daddy, I want fruit snacks. And like, I'm getting applesauce because it's cheaper than fruit snacks. <laughs> yep, applesauce. Like yep. There's certain things you lean towards because it's just, I think the gases, the gas prices have a higher effect beyond just being expensive because it, it trickles into every other aspect of your life and your day, right? Like, I can't imagine being a parent of five and you're like, I got to go put gas in my car in a vehicle that carries five, like seven people. No, because you're like that's a hundred dollars every every time I decide to tr- go somewhere that's not close to my house, and then go to the store get groceries. And if your kids ask for like, I want to go to McDonald's and get fries, or I want to go do something, it's a struggle, man. And it's like you're seeing it in people's faces. Yeah, people are less 
Smiley yeah. out in the world. Yeah, people are hurt, man. You know, everything, cost of everything has gone up, man. Your food, your gas, your mortgage, or your rent. Yeah, inflation of everything. Dude. If you want some fucking chicken, you ain't getting a fucking thing of frozen chicken for less than 10 bucks anymore. Damn, yeah, right. I saw a salmon at the store for like $30. I was like, that used to fish. be a cell phone bill back in 2005. <laughs> and then salmon costs as much as it costs to get a signal on your phone. Fuck that, dude. Right. I'm you know, and fortunately, I'm not like a big soda drinker, so I don't have that Coca-Cola habit where people buy 12 packs. And right. I don't have, I'm pretty simple. Like, when I go to the grocery store, I'm getting almond milk, uh, vegetables, fruits, mm. rice, uh, very simplistic things. Maybe the occasional pizza for my kids and stuff. But I, I, I keep it really simple with my grocery buying. I usually get the same thing. I try to eat as healthy as I can. The most expensive thing I spend my money on is probably chicken, fish, and, uh, Ground beef, so I can make tacos. We do like a taco thing once a week, you know. Mm. So I know make it. I'll get like organic ground beef. Mm-hmm. I'm no, I'm not eating vegan anymore. The vegan thing's out the window. Right. I I started eating meat again, and I feel healthy and strong. Mm-hmm. I got my weight back on me. I got muscle, and I feel like I'm living a good life. I'm sorry. I try to eat the healthier versions of those things. Who knows if there's plastic in my fish? Don't give a shit. It makes me feel good, and I feel <laughs> healthier than when I was a vegan. Not saying all vegans don't feel healthy. I just wasn't doing it right. So once I went back to eating meat, I feel great again. There you go. Changed my life. But try to eat as healthy as I can. Eating healthy is also not super cheap, you know. At all. But I tell you what, thing, I haven't stepped foot in a New Seasons or a Trader Joe's since gas prices have been five dollars. Yep, can't afford it. <laughs> so, I can't afford to go to a Trader Joe's. Buy tofu for eight dollars? Fuck no. Uh, adds up, man. I'll buy. <laughs> I'm buying like store brand like almond milk. Mm-hmm. Yep. Almond. <laughs> fucking, yep. you get some almond breeze. That's like four fifty to five dollars for yeah, fucking. Nah, a... man. Let's, let's go That'll that be gone in three days with both my boys drinking that shit. Mm-hmm. Now, this economy is fucked right now, dude. Do think about everything that's going on. You know, I don't want to think about it. I know, like, I get, like, <laughs> like, a lot of shit is going on, and I hate people when they're like, "Oh, fucking Biden's responsible for this." There's a lot of factors. There's a lot of things going on. We man. thought post COVID things will go back to normal. No, well, it's gonna take a while. Because in reality, it's these, like, you got to think, man, post-COVID, people want to go on vacation. They want to go do stuff that they couldn't do during COVID, right? So there's people and companies taking advantage of that. Like, we can blame it on a lot of things. And we'll never really know if inflation is a factor or if it's just corporations taking advantage of the fact and getting greedy. Yeah, and people are getting fucked great. When I saw something, it was like I'm not sure if you saw this article. I saw like LeBron James is the next basketball billionaire. Yeah, and I don't know if they expected people to be happy because who fucking cares? Like in a world where we have outstanding amounts of homeless people and people starving, can't support their families. Why the fuck do I give if give a shit if LeBron is a billionaire? Right, good for him. Yeah. Oh, there's like this video that came around that shows like him and his kids shooting hoop and they're like in their driveway and the ball bounces off the rim and hits LeBron's Maybach. And people, you see LeBron like, yo, watch it, like watch it. Like, no shit, dude. Like, yeah. I get it. You're like, also, if I was playing, like, I just bought a fucking Toyota RAV4. It's nothing great. Mm-hmm. But if my kids hit it, I'd be pissed. Yeah, it's I'm not a fucking sick. Maybach. Yeah. Is this supposed to be relatable? Like, you're a fucking billionaire, LeBron. I get you weren't a billionaire your whole life. Mm-hmm. You grew up probably in poverty in Akron, Ohio. We get it. You right. work to get what you get. But don't try to be relatable because you're not. 
there's like no. there's no way you're still fucking only your wife. Like <laughs> you can paint that whole image, and that's that's one thing that drives me crazy about some athletes. You see with Tom Brady, you ever hear about Tom Brady? No scandal with Tom Brady, right? Because there's no scandal if you have an agreement with your wife. You go to some swinger shit. There's no scandal as long as people swing, mm. right? There's scandal with cheating. They didn't agree. Both of them didn't agree on it. Right. It's like, like I'm not sure if you <laughs> you see that. Okay, so you know, right now we got the NBA Finals going on. I think it's Game tomorrow. Five tomorrow right. with the Boston Six Celtics five. and Golden State. Well, there's a whole video going around because Steph Curry's parents are no longer together, right? Well, it showed Steph's dad and mom with people at the game. Steph's dad was with this woman that was apparently married to the guy that Steph's mom is dating. So apparently, this guy posted on like a YouTube channel. I was like, so apparently this two couple, this couple was married. The wife of this man went with Steph's dad, and the husband of this woman, or uh, the the wife of this husband, went to, uh, no wait, so the husband is with of that marriage is with Steph's mom, and the wife that was married to that guy is with Steph's dad. You're like the only way that could happen is that they were swapping, yeah, right. But yeah. guess what? One guy noticed it. You didn't see that at Sports Center. Yeah. You didn't see that on ESPN. You didn't see that on any news outlet because nobody gives a shit as long as it's consensual. Right. 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 And to think that these people are fucking relatable at all is ridiculous to me. It's like, LeBron, get the fuck over yourself, dude. It's like, like I don't know. I just, I think, I think people are starting to finally realize that. Celebrity and being fame is something you like. Don't strive to be famous. Strive to be successful in whatever you want to be successful in. No, feel that. Don't strive to be famous because those are the worst type of fucking people. Like there are people struggling, can't pay the fucking bills, feed their kids. Fucking, there are people fighting wars against tyrannical governments that want them dead so they can just take your property. And we're sitting here like, oh, LeBron. A fucking billionaire now. We should be happy for him. It's like, cool. Great. Like, I've never owned a pair of LeBrons. I've watched a couple NBA games, and that might have contributed to his billionaireness. I got nothing out of it. So you want me to gloat, like, feel good for that guy while I'm, it's not doing anything for me. We need to go back to the culture where you just think about yourself and your friends and your circle. Right. Like, who gives a fuck about if LeBron's a billionaire? Who yeah. cares about, well, Magic Johnson just bought this team. I saw this post. It was like, Bro, hey, fucking the guy who owns Walmart, the Walcup family, just bought the Denver Broncos. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Can we talk about things that matter to people? Like how we can help other people? How we can, like, like, because that's what nobody wants to talk about anymore. We want to help certain communities. We want to help certain disenfranchised people. We can help people, like, who aren't fully accepting of themselves. But guess what's the universal thing we need to help out is people that are not doing great. Yeah. People that don't know how to feed their kids. Like, it's like people are trying to, like, it's like people are pretending on social media, like, oh, I care about these things. You don't. But you don't. You're telling people you do. Yeah, I'm just trying to get these views. If you genuinely cared, you just do it and want nothing in return. Exactly. Right. If it's real, And universally, you know? in every religion, and every single, like, anything spiritual, any culture, if you want to do a thing good, you, your actions speak louder than words. Go do it. Right. And at the end, when you're done doing it, you feel great about it because you did something nice for somebody. 
the social recognition is no longer useful. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, like, I don't know. I, I'm not an end times. Shit's gonna go down, and that kind of person. I'm not a big conspirator when it comes to the world's end, because I don't want to think every single time people fucked up is when the world's gonna take a shit. Because can't afford that. I got a family. I want my kids to enjoy their life. I want my kids to be happy. I want my kids to be happier than me. You know, that's I think what any parents want for their kids. Right. But I want my kids not to give a shit about what LeBron's doing. Yeah. Like fuck that, LeBron. How fucking you weren't this guy. 30 years ago. You weren't this guy 20 years ago, but you're this guy now. That's what the process puts you in. Like, it's so hard to maintain your sense of kind of reserve and your humbleness by becoming a billionaire. So that makes you think, what makes you want to become a billionaire? So you could have been good at 100 bill. Just saying. You could live a completely good life with like 10 million. But your 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 actions are pushing yourself to just consume more and more and more and be more successful. That's no different than Michael Jordan just being competitive. You have a hole in your heart and a void that you can't fill. Mm-hmm. So you keep finding more things. You're bored now. So your next move is trying to invest in something to make more money. Right. And it's like, and then you got fucking News Weekly saying, give a shit about LeBron being a billionaire. Like, no. That's last time we... Stop posting about who... I don't even want to hear about Elon Musk doing anything besides... Him curing, like, cerebral palsy with fucking Neuralink. When you start curing diseases, post about it. When you start, when you start curing ailments, uh, mental disorders, you start fixing the homeless, then post something on the fucking news. Or when Ukraine and Russia start fighting with each other, then tell me. Right. But there's no money in the cure. There's no money in the cure of anything. Yeah. Right? So I got to keep it going so I can profit so it's profitable. The I weirdest think. thing is that every, I feel like ninety-five percent of people are aware of this, right? Everybody knows it, but people don't <laughs> like like oh, it requires energy to invest in it. Like, well, just stop caring. Are you that bored? Find something else to entertain yourself besides the news, right? You know, like go see a movie, go listen to some music, go watch a TV show. Yeah, we got a lot it. of dope TV shows and movies coming out in the next year. Mm-hmm. You know, fucking Lord of the Rings oh, is about to come out in a couple months. Oh, that's, that's gonna, gonna be, be dope. Most one. expensive movie ever made. Fifty million dollars an episode, really? And they've they're approved for five seasons of that show. Yeah, I mean, that's gonna be yeah. on Amazon Prime. You got Amazon Prime? Yeah, I got all that. Okay, that's gonna be out in a couple months. I think it comes out in September, October, around there, maybe August. Okay. Then you got the Black Panther two coming out. Hey guys, by the way, we're moving into our movie segment. That wasn't a smooth transition, but we're a couple whiskeys in. What do you think of the whiskey, Jordan? I like the whiskey, man. It's smooth. Whiskey's smooth. Our transitions aren't. Oh. But, um, yeah, dude, this like. We live literally in the best time of history when you can get a Black Panther 2 movie and a Doctor Strange multiverse movie that shows you fucking John, Kras- John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. Mm. Even though that movie is trash. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an abundance of shows. We got Stranger Things. We got Lord of the Rings coming up. Then we got the new prequel to fucking uh, Game of Thrones that's about to come out, oh, House right. of Dragon or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, we got Endless Entertainment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we got to give a shit about, what, about whether LeBron is a billionaire. <laughs> but no, dude, like I, I don't understand what's going. It's the it's the best time to live, but it's the most confusing. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. understand it. It's like some of the shit. I'm like, why are people like? It's like it's okay to hear those things when things are going great for the for people. Everybody's doing good. 
But when you just keep going with the fucking show of, oh, hey, this is what Steph Curry's doing. This is what LeBron's doing. This is what Tom Brady's doing. This is what these celebrities are doing. This is what Kim Kardashian's doing. It's like when other people are suffering. Yeah, people are out here dying. You think they give a shit? How do they? But people do, apparently, because they keep making more money. Exactly. We're giving all of our money to these motherfuckers. Pretty That's much. the problem, is that we've literally been suckered into a process of financial drain, mm-hmm. culturally, to fuel their bank accounts. And we don't even realize we're fucking doing it, because it's just our habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want front rows to the Lakers game. No, like Yeah, or I want a YouTube TV subscription so I can watch the NBA Finals. Things like that. People do that. That's and that crazy. pays for them. So it's like, unless you're willing to stop doing what you're doing, that you're habitually drawing yourself in, you're just going to continue to give people money because you want the iPhone 14 or you want the next fucking purse. You want some Gucci shoes, even though you live in a one bedroom. Like, you want all this shit, Mm -hmm. even though you can't afford it because it looks great on Instagram. Yeah, you're fronting. Yeah, you're fronting. (laughs) Everybody's just fronting. Yeah. Your no, life is not that great. Your life is not that great, just like how everybody else is. Like, yeah. we all have ups and downs. Yeah. Why, are, why do we even have a platform anymore that just shows the best of one thing? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not real. No. So, and that causes a lot of confusion for people. Yeah. Especially the younger generation more than the older. But I would say there's a difference between what a 15-year-old thinks of the real world than what a 35-year-old thinks of the real world. That's just life experience. Right. But... It's not a good feeling when you're like, I'm living my life and I got to try to, I got to do these things and put on a smiley fake face and, oh, it's getting me all these subscribers, millions and millions of subscribers, but it's not real. But the people that are following you think it's real or they're ignoring, they know that it's not, but they're just ignoring that intuition. And I, I don't know really what to think of that. It's really weird, man. Yeah, it is very weird. But we just accepted this as part of our culture, and I don't know what's next from this. Does it get more weird? Do people just say, hey, we're going to take a break? Or is this kind of so ingrained financially into how people feel like it's an escape or a way out? How people back in, like, let's say, grew up in the Bronx, New York, back in the 90s, hip-hop's getting bigger, it's part of your culture now. You're like, oh, this might be a way out. Or how people thought basketball or athletics was a way out. Now social media is the way out. But it's tied to everything. So you just really have you don't really need to be the most followed on Instagram. You can have a niche. You can be like doing basketball content, workout content, health and fitness, yoga, um like musicians playing an instrument, somebody playing the guitar. Like there's so many things. You just gotta find your thing. And that's the nice thing about living in today than living in like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, where like if you were a comedian or an actor, you need to be in a very minimal amount of shit. There's a, you had to take somebody's spot. Now it's like you don't really even have to take anybody's spot. You just have to be good at what you're doing and love what you're doing. Right. You don't have to give a shit about everything else. And, but it's like our culture is still saying, give a shit about everything else, but find what you're good at and then hope for the best. Mm-hmm. It's like now you just got to have a nice ass. And a good smile. And somebody's going to follow your shit or pay for your OnlyFans. Damn, that's crazy. 
you know, and like you can be talented, you can be a lot of things. I'm not gonna judge you because you're a beautiful woman having a all, nice body. Like, not judging. Hey, not at all. I'm you're do, you're using what you're using to make money, and that's perfectly acceptable by any. No, you know, I would do the same thing if I had an ass like that. I do not. It's just like how there are porn stars that got very beautiful, huge dicks, and you're like, oh yeah, I get why he's doing that. There probably he's probably been approached by many people like, hey man, your dick is very photogenic. You want to fuck a bunch of chicks that are going to pay, like, they, you know, our production company will pay you for you to fuck. You just got to try not to come early. You're like, all right. All right. Do I get some coke? Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Why not? Why not? So that happens. Right. But to each their own. Whatever you want to do, I just hope people are trying to do something they love to promote what they find dear. Stop giving a shit about whether LeBron's a billionaire. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's bigger things to be worried about, you know? Yeah. Not necessarily worried about, but, you know. Like, stop writing. Whoever's the news reporter works for, I guess, like, this thing about the news media now is, like, it doesn't necessarily run off subscriptions like it used to. It's all about clickbaity stuff that's going to get people reading. So, like, somebody reads an article that shows LeBron became a billionaire, right? That's like, I read it. (laughs) So, it catches your attention. All of it's for clicks and all that shit. I get that. But can we try not to just give a shit about how much money people are making and worry about how much money you're making? Right. Focus on your shit. Because you're paying your bills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you just pay yourself a bill and you're homeless and you're just like, oh, LeBron's a billionaire. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> I got a fucking tit I bought from REI God. for $30, 25% off. And I still got a cricket cell phone with a wireless plan. And I can pay for that with my can money. But. <laughs> Great. Good for LeBron. Good for LeBron. Ugh. No, dude, I, I don't quite understand it. And I mean, you know, nor do I care. Because, like, we're all doing the same shit. I'm sitting here on a mic talking, like, rambling on about what bothers me, what I like, what I don't like, talking to friends. And it's all in fun. And you hope for the best. Right. right. I hope that you guys enjoy this show. You know, I really do. The fans out there that listen to this, I really appreciate you guys. And Jordan, I really appreciate you. Always, man. Yeah. Yeah. I know, dude. Like, I'm excited for the future. Always. Yeah, we've got a lot of cool shit coming up. Um, I wish I could tell you guys what we have going up or coming, but I can't. You know what? I'm going to pull LeBron. I'm going to tell you that I got something coming. But I'll make you ponder on it. I'll make you get angry. I'll make you get happy. Maybe you might be just angry. Who knows? But I hope you feel something. <laughs> feel something. And Jordan, I really appreciate you coming on the pod and talking to me. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Definitely. It's always a pleasure. Always. And guys, I hope you guys remember to follow The Wild Weird on YouTube, on Instagram, uh, the Wild Weird at YouTube.com. Um, yeah. 